Hi, welcome to another podcast. Um, if you didn't already know, I love to lift weights. Today we're going to talk about squats. Now, I'm not just your ordinary strength and conditioning guy. Today I'm going to share with you some of the things that you can do just to get yourself to do these movements. If you're already an advanced power lifter, um, certainly some of the information that I'm about to present might keep things in perspective and give you some diversity and keep you pain-free. But if you're not squatting because you have an existing back or knee issue, hopefully you can shed light on ways or variations which uh, you can do to improve your athletic performance. First, a little story, you know, we're, we have to think about where, where that squat came from. Um, primitive man, it's, our, it's in our primal roots. We literally were picking stuff up and squatting down. I see, still you could see pictures of um, native peoples and they actually rest in a full squat or what they call uh, ATG uh, squat where they're squatting all the way down. They can rest in these positions. Um, so what the, what's the big reason? Why would you want to do squats or any variation of squat? Because squat equals development here, guys. And this is what's important. But you don't want to break yourself in the process of trying to gain that development. So we're going to talk about a few options, um, if you can or don't. And one of the big things is if you want a body transformation, you're going to have to squat. Um, personally, I didn't do a whole lot of leg work. Uh, I started lifting weights a little more seriously when I was in high school. Um, but because I was a high, I was a wrestler, my coach didn't want me to train my legs because he thought he would put me up a different weight class. So I did lots of pull-ups and upper body work, which helped my performance and kept me at my 135-pound weight class. Quick shout-out to my uh, wrestling team, St. Augustine, class of 92. Um, but my coach was right. In the end... Uh, when I fir first joined Goals Gym, the first year at San Diego State, I went from about 140, graduated at about 145 pounds from high school, and simply by adding uh, squats to my regime, bounced up about 20 pounds in my body weight, and uh, actually bench increased 50 pounds into my bench press, which was kind of stalled out. So building strong, strong legs will open up greater potential for your body, for your whole body development. So, um, like the latest Lego Batman movie, like my kids reminded me, Batman never skips legs and neither should you. Another important point to understand is that most hobbies that we involve ourselves in are land-based hobbies. So you need a strong legs to keep you healthy. And even if you're not into a land-based sport, uh, having strong legs are going to keep your back from bothering you. And that's a key ingredient. I'm not trying to make you into Tom Platts here. Uh, Tom Platts was one of the guys that I used to look through my um, Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding, which we used to call the Bible, and we'd see these freakishly large legs that were almost, he was almost disproportioned, and his legs looked as if they were from s some other alien life form. We're not trying to do that, and it doesn't happen overnight. So if you have a predisposition to size and strength, then you'll start to notice that and you can adjust accordingly. We're just trying to get a nice spike in your growth hormone so that you can add overall more muscle to the entirety of your body. So what kind of squat do you need and what kind of loads do you need? If you don't work out, your body weight is more than enough. And even if you do, it might be enough. It really, really everyone should be able to high bar back squat. How much varies per person? First, as foremost, if you got pain, first check it out before you do any of the things that I talk about in this podcast. So how low do you decide to go? 
first with body weight, you should be able to go all the way down, ATG, butt to grass, um, all the way down, hips down to your heels, full range of motion. But if your tissue is not letting you do that, we need to address another, uh, another elephant in the room. That's mobility and flexibility. With weight, a good rule of thumb is descend only as low as you can keep your neutral spine. That means your back uh, slightly arched or flat, not excessively arched in the low back. Everyone is a little bit different, and there is a little wiggle room with something that's called butt wink, but we'll talk about that in another podcast. Coming up with some fundamentals here so you guys can get to know what, what I like to talk about and how to and get you guys going. Simple and effective programming. So the rules on the squat vary per build, and there are about a hundred variations that I like to use, but I usually use three widths. Narrow, which is just inside the hips, hips width distance, and, uh, and wide, which is outside the hips width distance. Secondly, what load should you use? First, you need to be able to estimate your absolute. And you can do that pretty simple with some strength, um, the strength charts that everyone refers to. But if you're doing, if you're not able to lift heavy enough to get about 10 reps to pretty good fatigue, then it's going to be hard to come up with a formula to estimate. But as little as 50% of your maximum, guys, is going to get significant, actually amazing things happen in your health and wellness. And a lot of guys will be surprised when I'm just having them lift half of what, half of what they normally lift. So let's say you got you're lifting. You can maximally lift 100 pounds. We're just lifting 50 pounds. That's a little more than the weight of the bar. But I am going to make you pay for it by affecting the speed at which you lift so we can get the most out of that weight. Um, so thirdly, which type of squat should you do? So I had to think long and hard before I came up with the three that I was going to pick to highlight in this short podcast. And the three I picked were the, the high bar back squat, with the heels elevated or heel blocked, and the front squat and the zercher squat. So I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about each one of those. And again, this is just an overview. We can actually talk hours and hours about, about the perfect technique for this, but hopefully it gives you some insight. So the high bar back squat is where you hold a bar behind the head on top of the trapezius, on top of the fleshy tissue in your upper back. And you hold the bar about... Uh, shoulder width distance or just outside. Now I usually elect to use a little bit of a heel block with most of my athletes because they tend to, depending on who they are, they might be a little, uh, how should I say, tight, immobile. And this will facilitate a little slighter, greater, greater range of motion and get us deeper into the hole, allow us to work uh, the quads a little bit more effectively. So I use the back squat quite often. Um, I would probably say if I, I have most of my athletes squatting every single time they come in and squatting um, on a daily basis in some way, shape, or form, even if it's body weight. So the high bar back squat allows us to handle some weight. The heel block, usually a, just a, a two inches, a two by four, or you can actually place your heels up on tens or 25s if you feel really, really stiff. Keeping good alignment of the low back as always, um, and we'll, we can talk about posture and perfect position on another podcast, but that's that's one of them. The second one is the front squat. The front squat is probably transfers more directly to athletic performance than any of the other squats that you might do. The challenge that I always encounter is the mobility and flexibility of the arms, wrists, 
when they're racking, when people are holding the bar in front of their body nice and high. And really how I solve that is practice. Uh, you're going to have to start off with the weight of the bar, and you might not even think about squatting. You just get the tissue used to holding the bar on your upper deltoid, close to the throat, right below your clavicle with the wrist in extension. Um, and it's important to allow the body and the tissue to get used to holding that and keep a nice high elbow position as you descend into the hole on your squat. If you feel particularly tight, I can also, I also like to use uh, the heel blocks on the front squat to help people keep their torso just a little slightly more vertical. Um, making it just a little bit easier to hold it in that rack or that high position that the front squat is notoriously challenging for. But it allows us to get a little bit more emphasis into the quads and explosive power. And again, um, depending on athletics that you're participating, there's a more direct transfer to some of those athletics because of the uh, planes at which we're using force. Now the last one we're going to talk about for today is a zercher. A zercher is kind of a hybrid squat that I tend to use with people that are just no, they might have shoulder issues, they might have wrist issues, they just can't get the front squat very effectively. So we'll take a zercher squat. And I'll usually leave a neck roll, which you might use to support, with support for the high bar. Um, if you haven't worked your way out of using a neck roll for the high bar, you really should. It's like having a sponge on your back that makes it way more teetery. But I actually will use it the neck roll that I have in our facility just for zurchers that's to spare the tissue in the elbow. A zurcher squat is where you carry the barbell in the nook of the elbow. And this is like a front squat because you're carrying it in front of your center of gravity, but you are carrying it lower than you would carry a front squat. So there are some benefits to holding it in front of the body. It actually rests a little bit on the abdomen, so it works on some breathing in your abdominal wall a little bit different and allows some people who can't front squat to do a squat with the bar in front of their body, getting some benefit. Those are three of my favorite variations of squat. And again, to allude to something I mentioned earlier, how many days, how often should you squat? Well, really, I think you should squat most days. That doesn't mean you're squat, squatting with load, we're just squatting for mobility. Um, lately, there's been studies lately that pointed to a direct link in mortality with our ability to get ourselves up and off the ground. And a big part of that is leg strength. So guys, get out there and squat because your life literally could depend on it. By the way, we're at Nomads with a Purpose. We got plenty of information for you and some help if you need it. Thanks a lot.